Hey, hey, welcome to the Simple Nutrition Podcast, a show that helps you learn practical and actual nutrition tips from an expert. I am your host, Leonila Campos, a registered dietitian with over eight years of experience in the nutrition field. Welcome to today's episode. I am really excited to be here. Happy Monday. And so on today's episode, I want to talk about what is a dietitian and what is a nutritionist. The reason why I decided to talk about that today, it's because I usually get this question asked a lot. And usually, you know, it's pretty common to um, not know what a dietitian is and more common to know what a nutritionist is. And so I wanted to spend some of this time to talk about the differences and, um, and what it takes to become a dietitian. So I am a registered dietitian. What that means? It means that we that I went to the schooling, I went through the schooling and the internship and the examination, the board examination to become a registered dietitian. I'm actually a licensed registered dietitian, dietitian because I hold uh, a license to practice in Texas, New Mexico, uh, Florida, and New York spending. So let's start with the beginning. So a dietitian, in order to become a dietitian, you have to have the minimal requirements of having a bachelor's in food science and nutrition, or maybe a different um, bachelor's degree, but you still have to take classes to be able to get into the dietetics program. And so when, once you accomplish, well, once you finish that, right? Once you accomplish that, let's say <clears throat> when someone wants to become a dietitian, those are the first steps, right? First, have your bachelor's in food science and nutrition, or if something is not related to that, then you have to take classes to be able to get into the dietetics program. Once you finish that, usually it takes about four years for, for the most part to take a, a bachelor's degree. Then we get into applying for the dietetic internship, right? Almost like a fellowship um, or something similar to that. And the dietetic internships are very highly competitive. And so usually they only offer it to a small amount of students who, who apply. And, and if you don't get accepted, then you have maybe other options. Now there is more online programs that, um, that, students can apply to and then do like an online, a remote uh, internship. And that's an option. And so the internship for the most part on average is about 1200 hours, right? It's almost a year. Some internships don't allow students to work just because it's very involved, right? It's highly, it requires a lot of your time. And so in a, it's a lot of work, right? You have to, the purpose of the internship is to create um, dietitians at an uh, entry-level dietitians, right? To get you the skills that you need to go into the field and start practicing. And so a lot of internships have different areas of focus. Some, some uh, internships focus on community nutrition. Some other internships focus on uh, public health or clinical nutrition, different things like that. And so, you know, you complete those 1,200 hours, usually it's within that year, doing a variety of um, different things, right? You do go into different areas. Essentially, the internship also 
helps this, the students to get ready for the dietetic exam um, or the board exam that at the end of the internship we have to take in order for in order to become a registered dietitian. So there's different areas that we have to get experience or have more knowledge on. Um, not only nutrition itself, right? We have to do food service, food management, community nutrition. We have to do school nutrition, hospital, um, and, and other areas in between. And so essentially, again, it's getting, it's getting the student ready to become an entry-level dietitian. And so once, once that is completed, right, so we complete our, our 1,200 hours of supervised practice or the internship, then we, then we study for the exam, right? Um, depending on how well someone can take, you know, how well someone is able to take a, a, an exam or a test, you know, they can study from a couple of weeks, weeks to a month to three months or whatever, however amount of time they need to study. And so... That exam is not easy. It's a it's a it's a certified board exam, right? So think of it like what doctors an uh, uh, exam that they have to take, or a nursing exam, or a um a, a bar exam, right? To become a lawyer, um, it, it, there's so much that you need to know, right? And you have this timed exam that if you don't pass it, right, you get the option obviously to take it again, but you know, you have this time exam that they essentially will test you on pretty much everything that is related to nutrition, right? And food science and food management, community nutrition. And so it can be so overwhelming. And and then if for some reason you don't pass it, which it shouldn't be, you know, it is a big deal because that's what is going to help you to get going go and allow you to become a dietitian. But it um, it, it can also be self-defeating, right? When you think about, okay, I didn't pass my exam, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, I think I can do a, a whole podcast on that on that alone. But just to give you listeners um, an idea of what dietitians have to go through to become registered and be able to practice in public, right? Or um, for, for different areas. And so, okay, let's assume we completed our 1,200 hours of supervised practice we took our registration exam and we passed it. Now, you know, we wait for, for our certificate, our registration in our car that says you are a registered dietitian. Now you can practice, right? And so once that's completed, now every five years, we have to do 75 hours of continuous education, meaning that we have to stay up to date with the most um you know, trends with science-based information, with pretty much anything that is up to date, right? And we we do that by completing continuous education, seventy-five hours in five years. Um, some of those hours are free. Some of those hours we have to complete. But if we don't do that, right now we have to take the exam again. Let me tell you, I don't think anybody wants to take that exam once you pass it. And so. That's how you can become a dietitian, right? We complete a degree, then we do a supervised practice for about 1,200 hours, we pass a board exam, we become registered, and every five years we have to keep our education up to date. Now, 
Every dietitian is a nutritionist, but not every nutritionist is a dietitian. So I want you to remember that, right? So every single dietitian that you meet is always going to be a nutritionist, right? By default, because we have a degree in that, but not every nutritionist is a dietitian. So let's define that because I often, again, I often get asked, like, what's the difference, right? And I actually do love that question because a nutritionist could be anybody that calls themselves a nutritionist that obtain a, a couple of hours certificate online and they call, they can call themselves nutritionist. And there's some programs that, you know, you just read a few books or a book and you take an exam, you know, simple exam. I've actually seen those exams and they're very simple. They're basic. And you pass it now you can be, now you can call yourself a nutrition coach. It's absolutely different, right? The level of education is completely different. And the amount of hours that took to learn a specific topic or to learn a variety of topics is very different. And so when it comes to the um, expertise, right, and the level of education, dietitians go through a rigorous education path versus a nutritionist, right, that might not have that level of education. The other difference is that nutritionists, if they're not dietitians, are not allowed, at least in California that I know of, are not allowed to say, I can customize a meal plan for you, or I can give you an individualized meal plan for you. That is illegal. Only by definition, and you can look up, you can look it up. Only dietitians can do that, right? And so if someone is telling you, someone that says that are, you know, they are a nutritionist and they're telling you, I can customize a meal plan for you, or I can give you an individualized meal plan for you, and they're not registered dietitians, be wary of that, right? Because that's illegal. Now, the other thing too is that as dietitians, again, we have, we got the training, we got the expertise, we got the education to really look at you as an entire person, right? And so... You have to look at, okay, what medications you're taking, um, your diet history, your um, different factors, right? Is there any uh, medical history that we have to account for in order for us to provide you the best science-based intervention or plan that is going to help you, right? And, and that's considered medical nutrition therapy. And nobody else, right, at least no nutritionist, um, nobody else can do that, right? Because that's what um, registered dietitians study for, right? Medical nutrition therapy has to be given by a registered dietitian or a license, licensed registered dietitian. And so if someone says, right, that it is a nutritionist or a nutrition coach, oh, I can, I can help you with your diabetes, right? Be absolutely wary of that, right? Because they don't have the background, they don't have the education to, to do that. And that is illegal, actually, because that is medical nutrition therapy. And again, that is only that can only be given by a registered dietitian. So that's the main, you know, those are the huge main differences. Not to say that maybe there are some nutritionists, some nutrition coaches that are amazing at what they do, right? But it has to be more general. Like I said, the exams that I've seen to certify someone as a nutrition coach are very basic, right? Just like nutrition basics, nutrition 101, something that we learn in like the first undergrad classes that we take 
to get a bachelor's degree in food science and nutrition. Obviously, we learn a lot more, right? We learn anatomy, we learn biology, biochemistry. Almost, again, the path that doctors would take to go into medical school. And so that is a huge difference, right? And so when even lately I've had, and that makes me actually really happy, lately I've had patients call me and say, are you a registered dietitian or a nutritionist? And of course, I have to tell them, right, I am, I am a registered dietitian. <clears throat> and another way to see if someone is a registered dietitian, right, is to go into uh, the Commission on Registration for Dietetics um, or CDR.org. Uh, also, you can also go to eatright.org, and in there you can search for dietitians. It's a database that um, the registered dietitians, where registered dietitians are registered, and so that's also where you can find dietitians. Um, where do dietitians work, or where do dietitians can where do dietitians can work? Um, pretty much in any area that involves nutrition and, and food science and food management. They can work in obviously they work in hospitals and do amazing job. Right, if you think of someone that has been in the ICU or in the hospital hospital in general. Most likely they had contact with a dietitian, right? Because, you know, they have a caseload and then they have to go and assess them and treat them. Um, if you know of anyone that has had a two feed, right, or IV nutrition, um, that is usually done by a registered dietitian. But you can also find dietitians in more specialized areas, right? Like cancer centers or dialysis centers, um, also in, you know, gut, gut health um, areas, weight management, um, social media, um, in food industry, um, in food pantries, community nutrition, the women, infant, and children program. You can find dietitians in so many areas, right, that, again, anything to do with food and nutrition and uh, that's where you can find dietitians. Um, in my case, right, just to give you a quick um, view, I've done um, different different things, right? Currently, I'm, I'm a prior practice dietitian, and, and most of the clients that I see are for weight management. But I've done um, dialysis. Um, I've done skilled nursing facility, uh, so geriatric nutrition. I've done community nutrition in the Women, Infant, and Children program, um, corporate wellness, right, companies that, that partner with dietitians or the, that collaborate with dietitians to improve the health of their employees, which is amazing, right? Because when a, an employee is not well, they lose, you know, work, work days um, often. And that, you know, decreases, decreases uh, productivity, but it also increases uh, the cost, right, of somebody that is losing, that is not going to work on a daily basis because of their they're sick in, in relation to maybe conditions that can be managed better by improving their nutrition. And so corporate wellness is another one. Um, I've done pediatric nutrition. Um, and I think, oh, community, I, I said community nutrition. Um, I've done uh, community presentations in Spanish and English where I provide like a quick cooking demo that is very rewarding. I really love that. Um, 
and have and I also do a summer camp and winter camp for our local um, school district where we teach children or students about nutrition and fitness um, and the importance of, of basic cooking cooking skills. So yeah, um, dietitians can go into different areas, which is amazing. And so, um, yeah, when you want to focus on your nutrition, when you have nutrition goals for whatever it is, right? If you're doing, if you're trying to help, um, if you need help with weight management or to control different, you know, health conditions, um, cholesterol, diabetes, um, high blood pressure, chronic kidney disease, uh, the best person to contact is a registered dietitian, right? Because again, we have the schooling, we have um, the education, the expertise, uh, and again, we we have a board examination or registration that identifies us as the food experts, uh, the food and nutrition experts. And so, to recap, right, what is the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist? Number one is that a dietitian is always going to be a nutritionist. But a nutrition is might not be a dietitian, right? So number one is the amount of school that dietitians are required to to do, right? If someone is called, or it's you know, it's identified as a registered dietitian, you know, you you know that they have the the background by forehead, they have taken an exam, uh, and you as a patient, you have to also do your due diligence, right, to look into that. So if someone says, oh, I'm a nutritionist, okay, tell me if you are a registered dietitian or just a nutrition coach or a nutritionist. And then you can make a decision based on what you learn. And then you can look I can look, look up um, if that person assists a registered dietitian um, it has an, an active registration too, right? You can go on to cdr.org or eatright.org and then you can find that information there as well. Um, we talked about that dietitians, in order to become dietitians, they have to have at least a 1,200-hour uh, supervised practice or internship, pass the registration exam, become registered or registered dietitians, and then have continuous education to maintain that registration every five years, you know, at least 75 hours of continuous education. Um, And yeah, that's the main difference. So my friend, I hope this podcast was helpful to differentiate between the dietitian and nutritionist. Um, If you have um, a friend or a family that wants to learn about the difference, please share this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And I will see you next time. Please stay safe and stay strong. And take care, my friend. Bye-bye for now. This podcast, the links and resources provided are for the purpose to educate only and are not a replacement for medical advice or nutrition therapy. I suggest you seek out the help of a trained professional to help you with your specific situation and needs.